Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert Contreras. Today's episode is dedicated to the topic that you are the operator of your life and business. So then how do you operate at peak performance? Before we jump in, if you are newer to our podcast, I am so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome. I am a former overweight atheist corporate girl turned Jesus-loving, purpose-driven, fit-pushing 50 entrepreneur, and I've been an entrepreneur for the last 13 years. I've taken a couple of huge leaps of faith to follow God's lead going from barely getting by and paying groceries or looking for dollars for groceries when my son was about two years old to by his work in and through me growing a corporate career to north of six figures, taking the huge leap of faith to leave that to equip and empower women to transform their lives, which started at a boot camp to a park and then worked into a brick and mortar fitness business for 10 years strong, which still just like really blows my mind when I stop to think about it. And we got to transform thousands of lives. Now I'm 100% online working exclusively with Christian female entrepreneurs and executives to equip and empower you to experience exponential growth and extract the greatest potential within your unique and greatest purpose so that you can leave a legendary kingdom legacy. Amen and amen. So on today's topic, we're going to jump right into one of the critical elements of that, and that is you are the chief operator of your life and business. And so are you operating from a position of peak performance? Because if you are not, then your own sense of well-being, your relationships, and your business will be limited. So we'll talk more about what that means and how to be able to access this position of peak performance. And even though you have experienced success in pockets of life and or you are already running a really successful business, I'm going to still encourage you to listen in today because if you don't have these aspects dialed in, even though you've already experienced great success, it means that you've got more in you. It means that you have potential that is currently sitting on the table. And we're going to talk about how to extract the greatest extent of your potential. Fair enough? So what I want to do is, first of all, give you a understanding of what God has put on my heart for what it looks like or what it means to be in peak performance from a Christian perspective. And then I'm going to go through the five pillars. And I will tell you right now, this episode is meant to be kind of quick fire. If you want to dig into some more of the details, you can also grab the free masterclass, The Five Highly Effective Habits, which isn't necessarily these pillars. It goes into some of the details of execution. Fair enough. And I'll uh, drop a link in the show notes, but make sure that you grab access to it while it is still available to you for free because it's soon to be pulled into one of my paid coaching programs. All right. So with that, let me jump right in. First of all, I want to uh, give you this perspective of what peak performance is and performance specifically. Performance, what has God has helped me redeform, redefine it because when I was in corporate America and or just as I've, you know, kind of continued to evolve and grow, my understanding of performance or the definition I gave it in the past was that I was performing 
in order to get accolades. I was performing to feel like there it was a job well done, not for kingdom purposes, but for self-satisfaction or for the next promotion uh, in the corporate arena or for all the wrong reasons, right? Performance to me was like that overachiever side of me that was overachieving in works versus doing a job well from a position of peace, right? And when God started working on this idea and this understanding with me in terms of one, he's helped me evolve the idea of performance over time, but especially in the last couple of years or so, understanding that performance in God's economy is how we show up on any given day. You were given a unique and greater purpose. We have our common purpose, which is to be in relationship with him, to get to know his character so that we know his voice, so we can follow his lead, so that we love others just as we love our, ourselves and as God would have us, so that we are his representative, right? In what wherever he has you, whether it's within your family, your workplace, or your standing in line at Starbucks, you have an opportunity to reflect his character, right? To those around you. So that's our core. Everyone has that purpose. But you've also been given a unique purpose, talents that only you have been given. And God gives you the raw material. TJ Jakes describes it as raw material. And then it is our job to cultivate that to the greatest extent of our potential. And so you get to be an active participant in being able to pull out of it, so to speak, the greatest potential within what God has given you. He wants it for you, but you get to be an active participant. He's not going to hand it over to you on a silver platter, and he is not going to force it upon you. Fair enough? So with that, every day that we get to wake up, right? Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it. It is a literal sense of, okay, today is another day. Today is another opportunity to progress forward in my life for the life of others and for the glory of God. Because I don't know about you, but I want to end my life strong and get to, to God and have God say, well done, right? That parable of the talents. What have you done with what has been given to you? And if we're just going through autopilot, if we're not doing our best to be at our best, then we aren't able to truly do and become all that he wants for us. Make sense? And so our day-to-day performance is just how we show up. How are you thinking? How? What is your state of being? And then what are you able to execute on every single day? And sometimes I think we also get caught up in this idea of we have all this time. Reality is not to be kind of dark, but we really don't know how much time. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't uh, matter you know, what you've done to date. It matters with what are you going to do today because tomorrow is not promised. And so then are you doing your part? And this is a question I ask myself all the time. Am I doing my part to make sure that every day is the best I've got? Now, the best you've got is going to look different every day, right? There are going to be days where you're sick. It can't be helped. There are going to be days where you uh, get to experience something that is a challenge or a stretch and there will be moments of sadness or even grieving or whatever the the circumstance might be, that is part of the process that God is going to use to continually evolve you into who you are becoming when you choose to manage it 
uh, I want to say effectively, it sounds kind of cold, but it's true, right? Being able to feel emotions, sit with them, and then work through them. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But in that we are doing our part, are we primed to be able to give our best performance each and every day, right? So it's not working for approval. It's not working with you know the idea that busy, quote unquote, is a badge of honor. It's not, right? It's not uh, that you are ending the day feeling like you're not sure how things got done, right? That's where we're going to talk about being able to show up and be in this position of peak performance uh, from a position of peace. And that's one of the things that I get to teach through my programs in that what I also want to make clear is that you aren't in peak performance 24-7. You get to create pockets of peak performance, right? You get to create stretches of focus, stretches of executing a certain project or a certain like creative moment, whatever it might be. But you do need to set the groundwork. You have to have the foundation in order to be able to access, as athletes will call it, being in the zone, right? In order for you to be able to access being in the zone and effectively progress and move the needle forward to your greatest potential or cultivate the greatest potential within you, you have to have the stage set, so to speak. Make sense? All right. So with that, I also want to add the other lie that we got to expel right away or expose right away too is that self-care is selfish. Self-care is the prerequisite. Your relationship with God and your individual self-care in that order is the prerequisite for you being able to do this. And we'll talk about why in just a minute. So let's talk about the peak performance. Actually, let me go back real quick too, because it's such a huge uh lie that that people have convinced themselves is true, the fact that the self-care is selfish. The reality is, is that it's on my heart to share that Priscilla Shriver would put it this way. If I were the enemy, I would, right? And so when you think about it, if self-care is in fact, and we're going to look at what how it is, uh, if self-care is in fact the prerequisite for you becoming it really honestly is your ability, it impacts even your ability to experience God fully. Because if you don't feel good, if you're like brain frog, if you're uncomfortable, you show up differently, right? We'll talk about that in a minute. And so, of course, something so seemingly small is a way that God, that the enemy can consistently come against you to tell you that taking care of that, doing that thing that's going to help you feel better, have greater energy, all those things is somehow wrong, Right? Because if he can keep you thinking that it's wrong, then he can keep you in a decompromised state, which then decompromises your results. Make sense? So the pillars of peak performance is first and foremost, the depth and the relationship that you have with God. That's always going to be the first in our foundation. And unfortunately, I I get it, and I know that I've had seasons in the past of this too. We get so caught up in the busy. We feel like we're doing the Sunday service. We're praying, you know, when we're driving, or we're we're doing these little things that give us the illusion of being in relationship with God. Reality is that just as it is true with the people in our lives, 
The depth and quality of a relationship is dependent on quality time. It's dependent on you getting to know that person, right? And it's same is true with God. And so it's not for you to just go to a Sunday service and try to learn who he is through a pastor. It's for you to be in his word, be in his presence. And I'm going to encourage you to do this on a daily basis. And I talk about the importance of that in many of the other episodes and or I go into it a little bit in the the masterclass as well. Today is kind of the overview. But it is critical that you start each day with time with God so that you are understanding truly connecting to that source and understanding what it is that you are to execute on that day and an awareness of who he might put in your path that day, right? Being able to connect with them in the morning might allow you to notice the person in Starbucks or in the grocery store or at the restaurant that you are like prompted to compliment in some way. And you never know what that seed is. So not only that, but that like your relationship with God is where you're evolving your ability to become all that it is you're becoming. It is him that we see things, filter things, and understand things. Make sense? So the second one is your health and mental strength, as well as your ability to manage your emotions. So there's a couple quick points to this one, and that is the ability for you to do what is your highest good, even on the days or the moments you don't feel like it. The second one is identifying the thoughts that don't serve you and build thoughts that empower you based on biblical principles. And this, I get to go into it a lot more extensively in the programs and the coaching that I do, because this alone is such a critical and massive impact in what you are currently experiencing, what you believe to be true about what you're experiencing and what you're capable of. And then, of course, building thoughts and beliefs that empower you based on biblical truths. The challenge with this, and this is why it's so, regardless of who you work with, it is so important to be able to craft this skill because we all have blind spots. And when you get into the idea of where you are and how you're judging your circumstance or the people around you, it is based on the stories that you've told yourself. And some of the stories, like you think about it, it truly is just a belief, right? There are facts and then there are beliefs. But the challenge is, is that when you've held on to a story, a thought about your identity, about somebody else's way of being, about your circumstance, about your capability or your potential or whatever it might be, when you've held on to it for so long, you don't recognize it as just a belief, just a thought that you can change, right? It's a story that you've created. And sometimes you're, you've held on to it so long and so ingrained just as the sky is blue as truth to you that you need that person to come alongside of you and reflect the, what is actually a blind spot that is holding you back or slowing you down. Now, I know if you're listening to this podcast, chances are that you have already created a great deal of success in your relationships and your business and all those things. But every one of us at every stage of life has these iterations of blind spots and stories that we get to continually look for, expose, and then work through to be able to reach into our next iteration of purpose or our next depth and development of character like Christ, right? Fair enough. 
The next one within this is the third point to the, you know, mentally strong and ability to manage emotion is the ability to feel emotion, not stuff them. When we stuff emotions, when we ignore emotions, when we avoid emotions, that's when a lot of issues come up. That's when we're watching hours of TV. Not that you do that, right? But, (laughs) you know, that's when you're numbing out at the end of the day to TV or the food or the shopping, or for some it might be alcohol, or for some it might be that might be why you're saying yes to all the things, right? Instead of actually dealing with recognizing emotion, holding space for the emotion. And when you learn how to do that effectively, then you actually move through it faster, right? When you are, let's take a quick example of, um, let's do an extreme example. I don't know if this is true for you in this moment, but let's say, try and think of how this shows up for you. Let's say that you do struggle with emotional eating as an example. And so you've had a stressful day or something traumatic has happened, whatever the case may be, and then you go to a binge cycle. You're eating uh, whatever it is, you're eating huge quantities you know that you're not going to feel good later. You know that that impacts not just what you're feeling in the moment. In the moment, it does give you a temporary sense of relief. And there's, I can't go into, there's science behind that and it's truth to it. But it does not help you in the long run because it physically sets you up for a down, right? Whatever goes up really fast is like your emotion, your your contentment, that the peace that it seemingly gives you, right, comes to you. But then you're going to crash. Not only are you physically going to crash, but then of course, I don't I know this was true for me when I was struggling with it. Then it's the guilt afterwards. It's the thought for another day or another two days or three days of just like, would it keep me from doing things and functioning? No, but we're talking about peak performance. So if you're trying to show up as the best self and you're also telling yourself what a craphead you are because of what the choice that you made, right, in binging or overindulging or whatever the case may be, not only that, but certain foods are going to create triggers and are going to create more cravings that feel like they're out of control, right? So now how much time is lost as you're working with that, as you're dealing with that, right? And so your ability to, you'd be better served to give yourself time and space to feel the emotion, work through it with God. And then, you know, maybe that's done in 30 minutes. Maybe it's done in an hour. Maybe it is a half a day, but maybe it's, and maybe it's a full day, right? But it's never going to be as long as it is as the cycle you've been in for whatever you go to instead of actually dealing with your emotion. This third is your physical health. And your physical health is your weight, your physical strength, your brain health, your hormone function. All of this is critical in how you show up on any given day. And yes, weight does play a factor. I'm going to tell you that in over a decade of coaching women, I cannot tell you how many women have walked into my, it was a physical location at the time, walked in my office and started with me. And when the, in the first cancel, uh, consultation, they would say something along the lines of, I want to lose X, Y, and Z weight. I don't really feel like it's affecting me right now, but I want to feel better, right? And then they come back into my office or in like in one of our interactions, whatever it would have been. Within a couple of weeks, a month, they are blown away by how much different they feel and how being 
feeling better has impacted their everyday life. Because this is the reality. And again, you're not alone. If you are, you know, 30, 50, 75 pounds overweight, over 70% of people in the United States are overweight. That's the factor. So it has created this cultural norm that again has changed the baseline of what's acceptable. But Again, the reality is, the truth is that you are not able to be your absolute best and show up your best if you are also overweight. The reason for that is, and the reason you might feel like it's not impacting your day-to-day life, right, other than you feel uncomfortable, you feel like it's a vain thing, right? You feel like it's just not being comfortable in your clothes or but you're able to rise to the occasion and you're, you're confident anyway and, and all those things, the reality is, is that your state of being has become your norm. Your state of being has become your baseline. So when you have normalized how you're feeling and how you're functioning, you don't realize what you're missing out on. You don't realize what you're leaving on the table. And so when you actually start losing weight even the process of you know movement getting the right food sleep stress management there's many factors to it even the process of being in action for it you start feeling the differences within the first few weeks and when you do that you realize that you have more energy you realize that you show up differently let me give you an example and i just want to encourage you to really let this plant a seed and think about it even for where you are at now, how do you show up on your best day, your current version of best versus the days that you don't feel good and versus the days that you are sick, right? In some form or fashion. Even when you are sick, you're going to show up and you're going to get things done because that's who you are. I know a little something about you, right? We're committed, we're driven, we get things done. That's just who we are. But do you, how is your state of being when you're showing up and just making it happen even though you're being sick? Really, how effective are you on those days versus the days you feel amazing, your version of amazing, right? There's a huge difference. And so that is also the same truth for if you are currently overweight and then the like that's your baseline your best day means that there's even more for you to be had right and not only that but it also impacts the the foods we eat if you're not taking care of yourself physically it impacts our brain health it impacts what the choices that you're making today in your food and your sleep and your stress management they have a direct impact in your cognitive function or your cognitive decline and the direct impact in your cognitive function as you age so do you want to be you know full capacity at 80 and 90 and 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 really do your part in being able to experience your best, both in how you think, your ability to to process, remember things, interact with your, your family, right? As well as the physical movement. It plays a huge role. And I hope that we don't take that for granted, right? Do what you can to be that active participant, right? And there's Dr. Amen is like one of the top people in this research about how our nutrition and how our ways of being now impact our brain health, even today, 
right? Even how you're showing up today, but think about, again, regardless of what you're getting done today because you're successful now, how much more would you be able to do and be when you're fully optimized in your physical health, right? And then, of course, it plays a role in our hormone function, which shows up how we or which impacts how we are feeling and showing up on a daily basis. It's all tied to our physical health. Make sense? The next one is your personal and professional boundaries, creating healthy boundaries. And underneath this, uh, the two big ones I want to say is really at the core knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to and understanding that when you're saying yes, you are always saying no to something, right? And I talk about that more in the masterclass. The second is really identifying and having confidence in and security in your unique and greater purpose so that you can use that to to make this decision in terms of what and who is allowed in your personal space and what and who is not. And that is everything from the people that you surround yourself with to the environments you put yourself in to the music you listen to, the movies you watch. Some people are more sensitive than others, but it's becoming aware of how things and people are impacting you and deciding what gets to stay and what needs to go, right? From a position of love, it doesn't mean you don't have it doesn't mean you have to get rid of your friends that have, you know, you've been friends with for 20 years if you want to, but maybe you need to add people that are going to come alongside of you and be further along than you and help you elevate your thoughts, elevate your uh, understanding of what is possible for you by God's work in and through you. The uh, next and final one is your daily execution. So number five is your daily execution. And daily execution is everything from how you start your day, your morning routines, your daily habits, and the environments you set up for yourself during the day, your ability to create and hold focused time blocks. That's really where we are able to execute at that highest performance is when you've got that focused blocks of time throughout the day, being able to establish the priorities that really align with your highest good and then follow through for yourself on keeping them. And then the last, but it's very important, is building the ability to self-assess and really take note of what you've done well on a regular basis and what you need to improve on, right? Or what you need to adjust. And again, sometimes you need that outside person to come alongside of you and help, but the goal is for you to learn how to do that for yourself because that is ultimately what's going to allow you to truly cultivate the unique and greater purpose to your greatest potential. All right. So quick recap, relationship, the depth of your relationship with God, your health and mental strength and um, managing emotion. Your physical health is number three. Number four is your personal and professional boundaries. And number five is your daily execution. All right. I hope that this episode was helpful for you and that you had a lot of great takeaways from it. I want to encourage you to also grab the free masterclass while it's available to you, the five highly effective habits for female Christian entrepreneurs and executives. I'll put the link in the show notes. And if this is really spoken to you, if you are ready to make this year a year for exponential growth 
in your relationship with God and in your experience and ability to be able to extract the greatest potential out of your unique purpose, I want to invite you to apply for the Legendary Kingdom Legacy Mastermind. It's a six-month intimate experience, so the spots are incredibly limited. However, for the women that are called to be a part of this, I already know in my bones that this is going to be such an incredible container just because of the women that are going to be included in this group and what we are going to experience together as we walk through Uh, this specific process that God has given me so that you're able to collapse some time around growing that depth and that intimacy with God so that you're able to cultivate that strength in both your mind and your body. So we're going to be working on mindset from a biblical perspective as well as your health and your mental and physical health. And then in addition to that, of course, we will walk through um, how to live that out in a very practical way. And so this is the opportunity to really grow and build that exponential growth in your ability to extract the greatest potential within your unique purpose, but then giving you the tools, the support, and the, the roadmap for how to also live that out. This program was developed because this is truly what I wish that I had earlier on in my 13 years of an entrepreneur. And I have invested heavily in coaching over the last 13 years, heavily in coaching in every aspect you can imagine. What I craved and did not have was a Christian coach that would truly teach and help me cultivate exactly what I'm talking about. You as a woman, because you are the operator of your life and business. And of course, we're going to do that from a biblical perspective. So I want to encourage you that if this is speaking to you, don't let any hesitation hold you back reach out, apply for the program. Let's connect and see if in fact it is the right fit for you. And as always, if this episode has been helpful for you or you are getting a lot out of this podcast, please be sure to uh, leave a review, share it with a girlfriend so that we can get in front of more women that would be helped by it just like you. Fair enough. Bye for now, guys.